Hey family, this is Jonathan Soul. Stand by, let me power up this engine right quick. See, what you gotta understand is space is black. It's black, it's vast, and it's full of life. Here on JonathanSoul.com, what we do is we explore blackness in the form of comics, sci-fi, mystery thrillers, science fiction and fantasy, basically. I interview writers, illustrators, publishers, actors, filmmakers from the African, African-American, the global black community and see what kinds of dimensions, worlds, civilizations they're building. So put your seatbelt on, engage your gravity boots, make sure there's an airtight seal on your chute. And let's ride in three, in two, in one. All right, family, let's get into this interview with Norik Robinson. Norik Robinson is the creator and founder of the Indigo Society comic book series. You can go to indigosociety.com. You can look up Indigo Society on Comixology, which is where I got the book. The book we're talking about, uh, Indigo Society, number one, The Golden Age. And so, uh, I, you know, I asked Nork, um, you know, this is a wonderful book, you know, about a little girl with special powers. And, you know, she's in high school. And so she's balancing her family life with her grandfather and her brother and her, you know, social life with school and just growing up as a young woman. And uh, in, in this in this urban environment. And then she has these spiritual powers and these, you know, these villains and these creatures that are coming at her and these visions. But I asked Nork, OK, wonderful concept. I can dig it. But why did you pick manga as the format? Why not the traditional American comic book uh, format? You know, it's funny. A lot of people ask me that question and I tell them this growing up. I didn't read American comics at all. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And I know it, it, it I, I know it's funny, but it, it's the truth. I never read American comics at all. Like I knew about Superman, Batman, Flash, you know, Wonder Woman, Blase Blase, et cetera, et cetera. But the Japanese format just caught my eye. You know, Naruto, One Piece, Samurai Champloo, Inuyasha and other mangas like that. And it's funny because reading Japanese manga, they they read the opposite way from Americans. Right. And I didn't know. I'm like, why? It, it never really dawned on me. I'm like, why do you guys do that? Now, I'm not sure if this is correct, but I read somewhere that it's better for your eyes. Huh. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a weird little, okay. it's a weird random little fact, but I heard that it's better for your eyes because I heard that when you read from left to right instead of right to left, you use up more vitamin A in your eyes. Don't quote me on that. Okay. To all of you guys out there, try to do the research, but I remember reading that somewhere. <clears throat> so okay. I don't know. I just gravit, I, I, I just gravitated towards. Uh, the Japanese stuff a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Now, how deep did your interest go? Was it just the the um, the the art style? Was it the way they focused maybe on you know uh, certain you know c 
characters or the, the story plots? Did you have an interest in learning the, the, the language? Like how deep did your interest go? It went very deep. The philosophy really grabbed my mind. To all the anime heads out there, you'll know what I'm talking about. Like the philosophy in One Piece and Naruto, Zatch Bell, you know, uh, Akira, you know, movies like Spirited Away, the philosophy within those titles really grasped my mind. And, you know, I've always been a philosophy type of person. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. In in American comics, you know, there is some type of philosophy, but it's just something about the way ja- uh, the, the Japanese people do it. It, it, it just captures my mind. And I'm like, man, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just love it. You know, it, it's weird. Okay. It's weird. But, um, you know, it, it's just me. There are some people out there that love American comics over Japanese comics. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's perfectly fine. But, you know, it, it's my prerogative. And I, I, I just gravitate towards uh, Japanese stuff more. OK. All right. It might be something like akin to music. Maybe some people just like a certain style of music or whatever uh, kind of a thing. Yeah. Now, I do got to challenge you on one point, though. One point. You can't tell me that there's uh philosophy in Zach's bell. Because all I remember was a little robot dude swallowing fish whole. There's some philosophy in that, man. Is is that what you're trying (laughs) to tell me? Come on. Zach's bell, really? Come on, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Zatch Bell. I, I don't know. I don't know. Zatch Bell. Oh, man. It, I was weird, looking for a know? yellowtail fish in the Asian restaurant uh, not too far. I said, let me find this <laughs> fish. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's what, that's what, Yo, see, that's and, what and, messes and, you up with the cartoons. Because I've seen, um, you ever seen this anime called Redline? It's like a movie, racing car movie. Redline. Uh, what is it called? Redline. Red, Redline? Yeah. Redline. Redline. So it, it mm, has no. the same drawn style as the Dandy, Space Dandy, or something like that. Um, oh, oh, Space Dandy. Yeah, I love that. I love that anime. Yeah, yeah Space but Dandy. It's the same style, but in the in the Redline uh, movie, it might be on YouTube. But basically, there's this one scene where the girl is like, you know, cooking. Uh, she's just in a bra and uh-huh. panties, or whatever. She's cooking, and she's cooking like uh, bok choy. And the shit looks so good. I was like, man, let me go get some bok choy. I haven't learned how to cook it yet. <laughs> but I know that I know that the animation Yo, that, and that, everything. That's you know? Yeah, you know. So it sounds like you actually read that's- the books and they influence you quicker than the animations. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Okay. Reading the mangas came before watching anime. But one thing I did do is... I stayed with the American reading format. I didn't put it in uh, the Japanese reading format. I have the Japanese artwork, but as far as the American reading format, I still go from left to right. Okay. I don't go from right to left. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so you take an environment A, you know, it, it, it's vitamin kind of, A vitamins then, because um, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Did you ever try Dude, to learn I, I the language to, I, at I, all? Uh, did I? I mean, I've been watching it so long, mm-hmm. and I don't know. 
it, it never really stuck in my head. All right, let me ask the language you this. Never really stuck do in my you head. are you one okay. of those subtitle guys, or do you want the English dub when it comes to the the, the animation? It depends. Okay. Now that's that's a that's a great question. It depends. Okay. Some dub, some some uh, English dub is horrible. Okay. <laughs> and some and some subtitles are horrible, and and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, some are good, some are bad. It, it depends on the anime you're watching. Okay. Like for example, I was watching I was watching Dragon Ball Super the other day, mm-hmm. and I was watching the anime sub, and I'm like, why is his voice so high? It, it, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard for me to sit there and read it. Yeah. When when Goku has a high pitched voice, I'm like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to entertain this anymore. So, yeah, I just switched to a different show because mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I can't even do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'll switch to another anime and the uh, anime sub is fine. So it depends on, I guess, the company mm-hmm. that's doing the dub or doing the sub. Mm-hmm. So you know it, it it comes down to preference, I guess. Gotcha. Comes down to preference. Now we're gonna we're gonna talk about your book in a second, but you know most of the people that I okay. talk to say that their comics, their mangas, in a way, are a prelude to an animated movie or animated series. Is that something that you would desire down the road? Oh yeah, most definitely. But you know, with me, it's it's baby steps. Mm-hmm. So. I'm just focused on putting more issues out before I even touch that realm, you know, gotcha. but you know, sky's the limit. Yeah. Sky's the limit. Excellent. You know, I know, uh, there are, other, I, I know there are other, well, you know, I'm gonna give a shout out to some, uh, comic creators out there. Like for example, like trail league mm-hmm. and, you know, like Teflon funk, mm-hmm. I've seen animated videos from them and I'm like, man, keep going. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like, I appreciate it. You know, because if you if they break down the door, then that's just motivation for me to break down the door, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, yeah, eventually, eventually we might, you know, get to an animated series. OK, okay. you know, I just want to, you know, it, as like I told you in the last interview, the concept of a caterpillar going into a butterfly. Yeah. You know, a, a, a caterpillar doesn't just wake up and then all, all of a sudden is a butterfly. Like the caterpillar has to put in work in order to get to the butterfly. Mm-hmm. So the same thing with me is the same concept. I have to put in the work and gradually, gradually elevate to certain platforms and plateaus within this industry that I'm in. Well, you're definitely making a, making your mark in this industry, man. Let's talk about the Indigo Society. Uh, just kind of give yes. us the overall concept. You know, talk about some of the, you know, the main characters, Odyssey, you know, I think it's, is it Rajan? Yeah. Uh, Razan, yeah. Razan, you have, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, you have. Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, you have Odyssey, you have Razan, you have Sabali, and you have a few other characters. Uh, you know, I'm just give you the, uh, the first couple of them. Mm-hmm. But, but basically as far, uh, and, and I want to get this out the way right now. Don't get me wrong. As far as the indigo, as far as like the indigo children, I mm-hmm. did not create that. Right. I did not create that. Mm-hmm. I simply put my I simply put my own creative twist on it. That's yeah. all I did. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's kind of like with Naruto and One Piece, for example. The creator of One Piece 
took the concept of pirates and put his own creative twist on it. Yeah. The creator of Naruto took the concept of ninjas and put his own creative twist on it. Mm -hmm. Like the creator of Naruto didn't create pirates. Do you you get what I'm saying? Right. The creator of. Yeah, the creator of Naruto didn't create ninjas and the creator of One Piece didn't create pirates. They just took the concept and created something out of it. And that's what I did with Indigo Society. Okay. You you know, you have the Indigo children. I don't know if any of your, you know, viewers know viewers know about it, but I feel as though they should go and do the research on it because these kids are superb and it's like a golden egg sitting on the side of the road. And I just picked it up and I just put my own creative twist on it. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I'm surprised no one out there actually made a comic about it already. Mm-hmm. I, I will, you know, I was talking to a few of my colleagues about it and I'm like, yo, this is just, is this like my purpose to just take this and create something out of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, right, the yeah. Indigo Children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, just to elect, just to give, you know, the people a little information on the Indigo Children, you know, the Indigo Children, they were, it, it's a concept that was coined in 1985 by Lee Carroll and Ann Tate. You know, you guys can research them too. But they created this concept to elaborate on kids with supernatural abilities. And when I say supernatural abilities, I'm talking about, you know, astral projection, uh, creativity, you know, just, just being smart, being super smart, being creative. That's what the Indigo children are. And, you know, some people allude to uh, some of them having like telekinesis and telepathy and stuff like that. But I just came along and I put my, my own creative twist on it. Mm-hmm. Now, where like the the character Odyssey that, that I created, first and foremost, a lot of people ask me why I chose a girl. Now, that influence comes it comes from my own personal life because, you know, my father died when I was 13 and I grew up Damn. around all. Women. Yeah, it, it is. OK, thank you very much. Uh, I grew up around all women. Mm-hmm. So that's just me paying homage because women, women raised me. I have three strong, beautiful black sisters and a strong single mother. Mm-hmm. So I took the female, and I put her in the center. Just to elaborate on who Odyssey is, she's basically one of the kids that represents one of the attributes of the Indigo children. Okay. And she embodies the daydreaming aspect of an uh, Indigo children. There are certain attributes within Indigo children, and daydreaming is one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, you have daydreaming, you have creativity you have uh some kids some indigo children have uh adhd some indigo children are defiant you know there are certain attributes that indigo children have mm-hmm. so the the character odyssey she embodies daydreaming the overarching the overarching uh, uh plot for um you know indigo society the golden age is what is it like you know, like uh, this latent ability that comes out during uh, teenagehood and then there are mentors that are helping her. Like, what's the overarching? Well, the overall, the overall latent. And that's another thing, too. I have to clarify that 
I, I'm gonna try to explain it without giving away, of course, you know, yeah. some some something in a book because yeah. you know I I want the I want the viewer to go and read what's going on because I feel as though they'll love it. Yeah. But the latent ability is the 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 power to have a pure heart, and only only kids with pure hearts can control the weapons within this universe. Okay. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Um, with, with, and the thing about it is within this universe, it, it's not like other universes. It's not like the X-Men universe. It's not like uh, the DC universe. You know, it, it's more, don't get me wrong. Like it has spiritual aspects. It has metaphysical aspects, but it's more realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, they have powers, but the powers come come with uh, a type of conviction that they need in their heart. Okay. And if they don't, and and that's the thing, if they don't have this type of conviction in their heart at any moment, the weapons will leave them. The, the the weapons won't obey them anymore. Okay. So with Odyssey, you know, she has that latent ability within herself, and you know, there's this spirit, there's this spirit within her mind that's been calling her and calling her and calling her for, you know, from when she was four years old, <laughs> and then, you know she wakes up one day and she can vividly see that spirit that's been calling her. Okay. Wow. And the spirit and, and it's, and the spirit is coming from a sword that she was destined to wield. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's very Japanese in a, in a way, manga. In, that's right there. You know what <laughs> I mean? That's very Japanese. Okay. All right. Yeah. In a way it's kind of like, you know how Thor is worthy enough for the hammer. Yeah. That's how it is. Uh-huh. Like these kids are worthy. These kids are worthy enough to wield the weapons. Now, these battles are they fought in a spiritual uh, environment or a physical environment where they're blowing up buildings and stuff? And 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 what city are we talking about? Is this Chicago, D.C., Atlanta? Where, where's where's they? Uh, <laughs> Dacom City? Where's Dacom City at? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Dacom City is DeCamp. a fictional city. Okay, based on yeah, Dacom Dacom City is a fictional city. And I'm like, man, should I give this away? If you don't want it's, to, that's fine. By the way, it, it, family, I got uh, my copy of the Indigo Society, yeah, the Golden yeah. Age on comicsology.com. You can you can also go to indigosociety.com and, and, and get it too, right? Yes. Yes, indeed. Excellent. Yeah, don't don't give too yes, much indeed. away. Suffice it to say, um, I've read it a few times. And, and of course, I, I bought like the some of the smaller stuff from last year. As a matter of fact, on my wall, mm-hmm. who's the little girl with the cigarette smoking? You have a little poster. She has. Oh like yeah, she's rings. she's a villain. Yeah, she's a villain. She's on my yeah, wall she's a villain. right now. RG. Yeah. Yeah, her name is RG, RG Marinetti. Okay. Yeah, she's a villain. RG Marinetti. She's and you know, a... I'll get. I'll, yeah. You know, I'll get into the villains later. Mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this little girl, she's in high school. Yes. And she's in middle school, or high school, or whatever. Yes. She lives with her grandfather, her brother, and then there's this uh, older guardian guy named Rosin. Is it Rosin? Yeah, Razan. Yeah, Razan. Yeah, and uh, so she has these blackouts, and I'm just going to touch a little bit where you know, uh, you know, b- before the blackout, she has these visions of these otherworldly kind of a thing, and so you know, her family and her support system is there. And that's the other thing I thought was beautiful, even though. Your character is a is a young girl, which is beautiful, which is fine. 
She has mm-hmm. a male support system around her to protect her, which to me, I think is balanced and healthy. Yeah, mo- you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And that also stems from my life, you yeah. know, growing up, having to protect having to protect my sisters because I'm the only male in the house. Mm. Okay. OK, so it's like, you know, cr- creators do that all the time. They take uh, certain aspects of their life and, you know, put it into their creation. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Now, since mostly they're creators that listen uh, to this podcast, I got to get into some of the technical things. You have a wonderful artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is the artist and how did you find him or her? Oh, yes. Shout out to Mikhail Sebastian. He's my artist. Okay. Amaz- amazing artist. Amazing yep. artist. And, you know, shout out to uh, the artist I had before, Joshua Rose. You know, I still stay in contact with him. Yep. Uh, follow, follow these guys on Facebook, Instagram, Mikhail Sebastian, and Joshua Rose. But yeah, uh, how did I meet Mikhail? I just met him through mutual people. You know, one day I I sent him a message and I'm like, man, look, I feel as though you'll be great for this pro uh, this project. And he said, hey, I'm on board. And it was perfect timing. You know, he just finished his uh batch of projects that he had to get done and you know, we came to an agreement and we started working on it. Okay. That's beautiful. Did you have to have a Kickstarter to, to, to finance it? Was she doing it out of pocket? You know, was she uh, selling newspapers? What happened? Uh, yeah, I was doing it out of pocket. I didn't really dabble into Kickstarters okay. uh, that much. But, you know, I'm, you know I, might, I might get into the uh, Kickstarter game soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, I feel as though you know, my first turnaround, my first turnaround, I felt as though like it had to come out of my pocket. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I if you believe in something, you got to put your own bread up, don't you? Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. That's true. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. true for sure. Now, are you an artist yourself? And, you know, I'm, I'm a little artist. I'm not an artist on a grand scale. Mm-hmm. I know how to, I know how to hold a pen. <laughs> okay. I know I know how to hold a pen every now and then, but it's not on the level of Mikel or Joshua. Like they actually went to art school mm-hmm. to do what they do. So who so who was why. in charge of the character design? I mean, you know the 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 characters all have a, a a very interesting look. It has that kind of Japanese look, but then it has like a African American look uh, when it comes uh, to some of the male characters. I mean, how how did you approach the uh, character design? I just tried to mix the two. I didn't want to fall on one side and, you know, not be with the other side. I just tried to. Well, first and foremost, shout out to Sean Aline because he was the first artist to design all of my characters. Okay. And, you know, I met up with him a few nights and we just got everything squared away. You know, he would give me this and I would say, Oh, no, I take that back. Uh, Let's do something else. I would take it to my friend. He would look at it. He would say, oh, that's the one right there. So it it just came from brainstorming, you know, doing a lot of sketches Mm -hmm. and just studying, studying the the art that came before us. Mm -hmm. You know, the. You know, uh, when you you got Vixen from D.C. Mm -hmm. and you have and, and, and I'm going off of like african-american characters mm-hmm. that's from you know the american world mm-hmm. and i tried to mix it in with 
you know, black anime characters from the Japanese world. Mm-hmm. But eventually we came to, you know, a great line and the characters came out well. Mm-hmm. So we just ran with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, are you doing primarily the writing or do you have a, a, a co-writer with you on this project? Yeah, I have a few writers. Well, I'll put it like this. I'm the main writer mm-hmm. and then I'll take it to people and they'll edit it. Okay. I have a few editors. I have a few editors that I have to go through. Right. You know, I, I have to go through because that's what I learned in this game. Like, I can't do it by myself. Mm-hmm. I, I need a proofreader. I need people to say, oh, yeah, don't say that. Don't say this. Oh, you should say that. Oh, you should say, you know, stuff like that. So you can say I'm the main writer, but I put it through the cleaners. Right. And people just edit it for me. Yeah. And, you know, every now and every every once in a blue moon, somebody might give me an idea mm-hmm. from within, you know, the Indigo United camp. OK. So. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, who is in charge of scheduling? I mean, how does that work? I mean, who uh, passes the documents back and forth? You know, are you guys using Dropbox? Are you, um, you know, uh, using Google, you know, Drive? Like like some of the technical and scheduling things. How is that handled? When you say scheduling, can you elaborate so for, on for that? Example, like, what do you mean by scheduling? For example, um, like, so you wrote a draft and I'm assuming you email yes. it to one of your, you know, your, 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 your editors or whatever. So they, they clean it up. So now you got the story, you know, you got it pretty clean. So now you're going to send it to your artist. Mm-hmm. Does he do one page yes. and send it to you? Or does he do, you know, rack of pages I mean, is he sending you like screenshots? Is he, you know, uh, dropping PDFs on uh, Dropbox? Like, how are you previewing these pages before you go to, before you finish? Yeah, sometimes it it's all over the place. Sometimes he might send it through, you know, the Facebook Messenger. Sometimes he might send it through Dropbox. Sometimes okay. he might just text it to me. You oh, know, wow. and, and sometimes it gets sometimes sometimes it gets hectic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because, you know, at the same time, you know, we still have other things to do in life. Of course. You know, so it's like you have to use the bridge that's suitable at the time. Now, in the beginning of this uh, of our talk, oh, I talked about branding. And so, you know, early on, you you were doing T-shirts and apparel. Can you talk about that? Yes. Oh, yes, I can. So I have a T-shirt sponsorship. Through Ray John. Okay. An incredible, incredible website. I feel as though every young entrepreneur that's trying to get into t-shirts, I feel as though you should go to that website Mm. because they have a huge catalog. And what you can do is you can upload your artwork onto a blank white Mm t-shirt. And don't get me wrong. They have other items, too, that you can put your artwork on, like phone cases, sneakers. And other stuff like that. So I just took advantage of it. You know, they offered me a platform. I said, who am I to not join in? Mm-hmm. And eventually my shirts became so popular that they started sponsoring me. Wow. Congrats, <laughs> man. That's beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's a funny story. Uh, a girl hit me up and she was like, you know, 
do you know Rage On? And I'm like, yeah. And then she said, congrats. And I'm like, congrats for what? And she's like, oh, I just saw one of your shirts in, in an ad on Facebook. Wow. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I contacted the marketing director because, you know, I just wanted, I, I'm not going to deny it. I'm not going to tell you to just take my shirt down. Right. I just wanted to get to, get to the bottom of it, mm-hmm. you know, so I talked to the uh, marketing director and, you know, we got things squared away. Mm-hmm. You know, she said, we, we love what you're doing and just keep it up because, you know, you're, you're really good at what you do. So beautiful, beautiful. You know, it was, it was murder. She wrote. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's beautiful, man. So, um, you yeah. have the Odyssey character uh, on shirts. Um, is she primarily yes. the uh, the t-shirt character right now? Are there other characters coming to t-shirts, or do you have other? Uh, as of now, she's the only character. Okay. But you know, I, I I've been getting DMs and messages uh, about other characters. They're like, oh man, can you put another character on there? We would love to rock it to you know a concert and so on and so forth. So, okay. but you know, you have to. You know, you have to uh, baby feed yeah. people. You can't give them every everything mm-hmm. all at once. Right. So I learned that. From, I learned that from an interview uh, with Jay Z. Okay. You know, when he started out, when he started out in his career, he said, you know, I had to baby feed him, and then eventually I'll give him everything else. Wow. So, you know, just have to take your time. Okay. Just have to take your time with this and have endurance. And hey, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> We talked about uh, the sponsorship that you got with uh, Ray John, which I think is the same T-shirt company that like the Tuskegee Air uh, Brothers are on. Yeah, yep. Um, I see their yeah. uh, their ads there, and the, and the artwork again is, is magnificent. What are some of the, yeah. the the lessons learned through this process? Some things maybe that you've done that you was like, okay, if I had known better, I would have done something different. Like what what would be some of the lessons learned through this process? Now, are you referring to just the T-shirts or the manga, too? Uh, oh, we can focus on uh, we just talked about. T- let's talk about the T-shirts and then you can bounce to the manga. OK. OK, so. As far as some lessons learned with the T-shirts. Mm-hmm. I would say one is. The marketing strategy. OK, that, that that's one thing I would say, you know, I, I felt as though uh, in the beginning I wasn't really marketing right. Mm hmm. And I feel as though the the pictures that I use for my marketing techniques could have been better. Okay. You know, one day, one day I remember I used a picture for my marketing, you know, uh, my marketing scheme. And you could tell the, the picture was a screenshot. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. So that's not really professional. Right. You know? So that's that, you know, that's just that's just one thing I learned, you know, and there are other little things mm-hmm. that I learned. Like uh, picking out my target and who to market to and, okay. you know, just, just just like just like little stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what are, what are some lessons learned from the manga side of the house? The manga side. Oh, man, I, I can tell you a lot about that. Mm-hmm. So. First and foremost, for all of you out there, I want you to know that if you go online and you see a bad article about Indigo Society, just know that that has nothing to do with the new issue. 
and and that's 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 another thing that's another thing I learned. You know, um, I guess there are certain articles out there that can kind of tear you down a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I didn't really clarify that with the uh, the reviewer that I gave uh, my manga to mm-hmm. in the beginning. I didn't really tell them that it was just a manga to well, it, it wasn't really it wasn't really a manga to get you know uh my uh the attention. It was just to get my feet wet, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't the real thing. Now what I'm doing is the real thing. Yeah, but what I put out at first wasn't necessarily the real thing and I don't want people to get that confused you know so I guess I would say just being direct with the people you're in contact with Mm -hmm. Uh, let me see as far as the manga you know you want to make sure your wording is right you want to make sure your dialogue is right you want to make sure it looks professional you want to make sure your artwork is on point you know, it's just little stuff like that. You know, right. you just want to make sure everything is on point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to wrap it up, man. I just want everybody to know that you can get this uh, comic, uh, this manga, uh, Indigo Society, the Golden Age on comicsology.com. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Comicsology.com. You can also go yes. to uh, Ray John. And uh, are we looking up yes. uh, Indigo Society on Ray John? Yes, E N D I G O Society. S O C I I E T Y. Yep, Indigo Society. Okay. And uh and then of course you can uh you can get the t shirts, a beautiful little girl on there who's like a it's like kinda like a ninja, you know, a little bit, or a samurai girl or whatever. And uh mm-hmm. you know, in your on your Instagram you always have a, a beautiful young lady modeling the shirt, so you know what I mean? You, you definitely know how to, you know, draw the eyes, uh, uh, you know, to your, <laughs> to your, to your product now. All right. So, uh, so we yes, go to Comicsologies. We go to, um, to, to IndigoSociety.com. Uh, now I personally, as a collector love to get like mm-hmm. your early stuff. It was like maybe 10 pages or something like that. I love to get those things because when you come out with, you know, a larger book like this, you know, 30, almost 40 pages, you know, I can yeah. say, okay, I got the early joints. You know what I mean? I got the early joints. And yeah. so, I mean, uh, I value. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I still got Brother Man number one from the 80s. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. You, you, yep. you feel me? So, I mean, people, oh, did you get Action Comics number, man? Fuck that. I got Indigo Society <laughs> Zero, baby. You know what I mean? I knew him, I yeah, knew him before definitely. Hollywood. You, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Yeah, it came from the mud. It exactly. Came from the mud. Exactly. You know, but it used mud. to be number 10. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, most definitely. So so most it's definitely. it's it's important for people to, you know, not only to, to listen to you and, and kind of cop this wisdom, but mm-hmm. also to realize that what you and other creators are doing is valuable. And most definitely shout out to all the creators out there because putting a manga in place is a tough task mm-hmm. and it takes patience too. Yeah. 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 And it's not valuable when, you know, it, it, it you know, Hollywood gets a hold of it. It was valuable before because if it oh, wasn't yeah, valuable, definitely. they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be fucking with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're yeah, out true. of ideas. 
You know, they're out of ideas. Yeah, That's true. why they took a, a, a tier three character named Black Panther, who nobody was really looking at until Reginald Hudlin rewrote him. And it, it, it and copped they, a billion dollars in fucking 26 days or something crazy like that. Yep. Yep. That is true. Yep. And so I'm looking at IndigoSociety.com right now, and you can still get a, well, the stickers are sold out, so you can't do that. But you can get the little logo. Mm-hmm. You can get the little print. Now, I got the marionette print on my wall here. I've mm-hmm. had that for a minute. <laughs> and uh, and then there's the other little uh, prints and stuff that you can get. So definitely support this brother. You know, uh, support him now but you, before dude. before it becomes famous. Y- you know what I mean? And <laughs> uh, and definitely and, go and to uh, Comixology and get that digital. Uh, because uh, it's a beautiful black and white manga. And it looks wonderful backlit. Go ahead, Nork. Thank you very much. I was going to say, before I forget, I want to say shout out to all the bloggers, all the artists, all the fans that helped me get to this point. I'm talking about Sean Aline, Chocolate City, Blurred Girl, everybody that gave me advice in the past. You know, people following me, liking my stuff. Thank you very much. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, where can people follow you on social media? Oh, you can follow me on Instagram, Indigo Society, you know, E-N-D-I-G-O Society. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook at Indigo Society, everything Indigo Society. Twitter, too. <clears throat> excellent, excellent. Mr. Nowick Robinson, it's been a pleasure to have you on the program. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Your family, I hope you all enjoy that interview as much as I enjoy bringing it to you. This is Jonathan Soul speaking with you now. Of course, you can go to jonathansoul.com for more episodes. You can uh, subscribe there. You can also subscribe on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. Follow me on Twitter, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-S-O-U-L, on Instagram. And, of course, if you go to my YouTube channel, you'll see where I do videos uh, reviewing the comics. Uh, the thing about comics is it's not just for collectors or, or enthusiasts of the art form like myself. It's about getting your kids to read again. You know, C. Tick Run is boring as hell, but when they see Bangs at Pow and they're black characters, that's a whole world of difference. Uh, also, family, you can support the channel by going to Amazon or, or my site and picking up my novel, my sci-fi novel, Malcolm Mars. I love you guys. Hope all your dreams come true. See you next Sunday here on Jonathan Soul. Peace.